It's 7.09, we're about to start our eight. Hello everybody, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. For the people listening in the room, we're at the Wonderland Ballroom. For the people in the Wonderland Ballroom, please make some semblance of noise so people know I'm not sane. There we go, we're doing it. We're doing the show, we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. I almost died, but it's a good die. It's a kind of die you get when you're really high on nitrous at the dentist's office when they're putting, a, when they're putting metal in your mouth, because that's, I died, and I, I was dead, but now I'm here and I'm glad to be here. I died and I understood everything. Here's what happened. So I've had a hole in my teeth, in my teeth? Yes, I've had a hole in my teeth which developed uh, having no tooth in my mouth because when you're poor and don't have dental insurance, it's easier to let your teeth rot out and then get it pulled than deal with the problem. So when I was 21, I, uh, I didn't have money and a cavity got turned into a broken tooth and then at 22, that got more broken. Then at 23, I couldn't take it any longer and I was doing way too many shots. I don't even like doing shots. I was only doing shots because it numbs the nerve because there's nerves and they get more exposed. It comes by and you get your teeth pulled. And then 15 years later, you have money, and you're like, fuck this noise, I'm getting my shit fixed! And I did, and it was the fanciest surgery I've ever had in my life, because it was technically optional, because the government does not care what your teeth are. Anyways, that was an aside, that's not the point of this. We all know the government, uh, the dental care system in America is fucked up, but anyways, this is, a, this is a positive story about drugs, here we go. So, I got high on nitrous, because what they do when you lose a tooth, and when I say lose a tooth, I mean grow up poor, and they, you don't have a tooth anymore, is they put a fake tooth in, but in order to put the fake tooth in, they need to put the very real metal into your mouth. So they put a piece of metal into your skull. Now, that felt awesome, because I've never felt richer before. I'd never been put under with drugs for optional surgery before. Now I felt rich. I felt like the 1%, and I gotta tell you, I had a glimpse of it. It's the best. I highly recommend you switch to the 1%. It's much better than whatever this is. So. They clearly gave me some really good drugs. They gave me some nitrous, and I thought I died on the, on the table, on the thing. I didn't die, I'm here right now. Or if this is heaven, that's, I'm okay with that. If this is hell, I'm okay with that too. We're at where we're supposed to be at. I'm on, in the chair, getting the surgery done, and I'm incredibly, incredibly high. And the dentist comes in, and he said to his assistant, we gotta put some jams on! And he said jams with a Z. He said jams with a Z. Why don't I put some jams on? Wonderfully nice man. I have no idea if he's actually nice. I was very high on nitrous. We've established that. His jams are smooth jazz. And we're peers. I'm 36. This man is definitely no older than 40, definitely no younger than 35. We are peers. And his jams with a Z that he's optionally, he owns the practice. He could play anything in the world. He puts on smooth jazz with a Z. Two Zs, smooth jazz. His ideal version of jams is smooth jazz. My ideal version of heaven and or hell is this. We are all doing exactly what we're supposed to be doing. Do you know when I wrote this down? Do you know when I wrote this monologue? When I thought I was dead at the dentist office. I was currently writing the thing you're hearing now while I thought I was dead. In the afterlife, I will be thinking about this show. Not my lovely wife, not my mother. I'll be thinking about hoo-hahs and goofs and poo-poos and pee-pees on stage at the Wonderland Ballroom. We are doing exactly what we're supposed to be doing. That gentleman that put on smooth jams and smooth jazz, he was destined to become an oral surgeon because no one likes that music except oral surgeon. And, and now what he gets to do is get people really fucking high and make them listen to the music he likes. He's a goddamn drug dealer. 
I am incredibly grateful that I get to do this, and I'm really grateful that I have a job where I was able to save up enough money. $2,000. It costs $2,000 to put a piece of metal in your mouth. And it sounds like, oh, that's a lot of money. This is still cheaper than getting your dental work done in the 20s. So don't feel bad if you didn't get it done in the 20s. It's about the same money. There's no saving money. Uh, this country's fucked. I really wish I was from Canada, but at the same time, it's like they don't have good baseball teams, so I think it's a wash. Anyways, tonight's show is fantastic. And this hour is the hour I've been looking forward to most, not because it's a new friend, I love meeting new friends, but because it's an old friend that I haven't seen for a long time because he's doing amazing work. But before he comes to the stage, I want to bring up my co-host for the next two hours. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Ms. Jen Tisdale, everybody. Jen, you'll sit there. Use that microphone and I will hold our guest's microphone. Jen, have you ever had dental surgery? I have, but more importantly, I've been high just for fun. Yes. So what people don't know about you is that you have never been high recreationally. That's correct. So everything you're saying to me is just like, oh, like Saturday night? Hey, have including you thought, the dental work. Have you thought you were dead? Oh my God. Is that often? Every time I get high on just the pot, who here is like, I love pot all the time. Yay, every day. Not We've had too many guests tonight okay, that have been so on like, the pot all of the time. I'm going to say something. Are, are, do you want, are you okay with me saying anything? You can say anything you want. So my drug of choice was always cocaine. Uh -huh. And I know that, that no one's clapping for that. And that's okay. Because they don't want to because reveal that never, they have cocaine on them. Well, maybe they've never seen the hit movie Blow starring Johnny Depp, a known abuser. But what I'm trying to say is like, it always, like, I always reacted well to cocaine and I never reacted well to the pot. Every time I've done the pot, I've been like, when am I going to stop being high? Mm -hmm. And all I do is say to my friends, when will this be done? When will this be over? And then they're like, get an Uber, leave. Uh, have those thoughts alone, which is not what you should do with your high friend. So like, then I get home and I'm like, wow, when's this going to end? <laughs> So you're not selling me on doing more drugs at all. I mean, don't, just don't just find the drug you like. I guess is like Nitrous. my point. Yeah, like night. And here's the weird thing about your story: is like I've heard a rumor. I stopped going to the dentist on principle, laziness. Um, I heard a rumor that they don't use nitrous very much anymore. They used to use it all the time when I was a kid. Like I think so they were just like just I shut was, up. I was conscious the entire time. They, no, yeah. they put it in your nose. No, they do like the. Did they do the mask over your face? No, they put it in did like your if you're unconscious in a hospital bed, like the two little things up your oh, nose. Oh, because when I was younger, they would do the nitrous. I think just to relax you because you're a dumb kid and you're like, Bear! and then like, and I remember like when I was little, distinctly being like, "Hey guys, does my voice sound weird to you?" And they're like, "Please stop." Um, but the nitrous thing was just to relax you before they like put you under, which makes no sense because the putting you under feels very relaxing. So, so like, I was not put under. I could feel it. I could see them do the thing. They were. I could see the screw. It's no, it's cool. That sounds like a real nightmare. My mother has Speak veneers. We've talked about. We'll this, talk right? about this off mic. And she has like those. Like what they do is they file your teeth down. So she has like little cat teeth. And I like to think of all the time, the moment when all her teeth fall out, and she just has like cat teeth. <laughs> yeah. I want. I want to be there for that moment when they uh, just fall out, and she's just like to everybody, and I'm like, that's my mom. I had a good transition, but now I don't. Coming to the stage is, uh, is a friend of both Jen and I, and uh, I haven't seen her in for a very long time for the best possible reason. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Josh Phelps, everybody. Josh, please come to the stage. And I didn't want to tell anybody what you've been up to, because if they did, if I, they did know, they would have clapped a lot longer. Number one, Josh, you look really good right now. Great. Just right now, though, not before this moment. Well, to, to keep it on the dental theme, uh, I, I got dental work in Tijuana. Um, Brag. Yeah. Now, do you want to talk about dental work, or do you want to talk about why you were in Tijuana? Uh, 
What do you What do you want to talk about? Let's talk about the dental work. Yeah, because that's it, more on topic. Was it right done now. by four year olds screaming chicle at you? Who's been to Tijuana? This no, one right no. here. <laughs> I bought gum from a child. <laughs> no, it was seventy dollars U.S. cash, no insurance, anything, uh, full teeth cleaning. Uh, from good. A woman uh, from Sinaloa, a young dentist. I did a good job. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're still yellow, but they are clean. Now. Why were you, you weren't in Tijuana to party? No. Why were you in Tijuana, Josh? Uh, we, uh, well, we, uh, sorry. Who's we? We, World Central Kitchen, which is a nonprofit arm of Someone Jose. just gasped in the crowd. <gasps> World Central <laughs> Kitchen. <gasps> <laughs> but who's that? And for people who don't know, really yeah, quick. It's a nonprofit arm of uh, Jose Andres, a lo- a, well, from Spain. Local chef. Local chef. Uh, usually uh, does disaster relief. Tijuana was a little different because it's more of a humanitarian crisis. Um, we w- went down there. We had we were in California still feeding people for after the wildfires, and then we sent an exploratory team down to Tijuana. We had been asked by a lot of groups to come down and start feeding. There was like 5,000 you know migrants and asylum seekers down there. So we started in late November, and um, I ju- I went down the day after Christmas, and the rest of our team was pulled back to feed all the furloughed federal workers, so, yeah. When did you start working with World Central Kitchen? Uh, Working in the last couple months, but full-time sort of on the scene, being a volunteer in June of uh, last year. June of 2017? 2018. 2018. Why? Why did you decide to... Do, do you want to talk about your last job or no? I don't think it really matters. Yeah, well, well, working for Big Pharma. Yes. Yeah. Well, so don't now want to talk about that that much. Now you're remedying your past sins, <laughs> That's right. and you're literally making the world a better place. Why did you give up? Why not just keep succeeding as an as a one percenter? Yeah, I just. Uh, do you yeah. feel better, honestly? Yeah, I feel a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I w- uh, to be to be fair though, I was working on early phase research. Not I was, you know, not. Uh, not, not in you know the most upper tier of evilness. Sure, sort of a lower moderate tier. tier. Yeah. Um, you live an interesting life because even before World Central Kitchen, you were traveling all the time. You were doing good work yeah. around the world. And it was like all volunteer. It was all right? volunteer. Well, with World Central, so the first time I worked with them was in 2017 after Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico, when which is when sort of the mission of World Central Kitchen changed. We had a kitchen and a culinary school in Haiti for about a decade. I think I saw that on the Conan thing. Yeah. Conan O'Brien did a thing. He did oh, he has like a Conan O'Brien's like weird world tour thing, and I saw him go to the World Central Kitchen thing in Haiti. Yeah. And I thought of you. You weren't there though, so I don't think you're really doing this. But go. Yeah. <laughs> I have not been yet. But uh, you know, then I, I went to Puerto Rico on my own. Then I went to Puerto Rico a second time on my own. With uh, um, I think you guys, some of you guys know Catalina Mayorga. Mm-hmm. She does a travel El Camino travel, mm-hmm. and I took ten people with her. And then you know, then Guatemala. I've been going to for about nine years. Uh, there's a, a gentleman Brian Weaver who runs a nonprofit in D.C. called Hoops Sagrado. Takes you know kids from you know the streets that we walk down all the time, like Fourteenth and Gerard. But like there's still gang activity been going on there for thirty years takes kids to Guatemala, we make them study Spanish and teach basketball in the, in the afternoon. So why, while that's, why that's linked to World Central Kitchen is there was a volcano that went off in, in Guatemala, Guatemala. Yeah, and wiped out a few villages. And so it was, it was like, well, I have, I have 
just like I had in Puerto Rico, I have friends in Guatemala, so I went down there and then I stuck around for like eight weeks. So you, let's go backwards. Yeah. You were most recently in Tijuana, before yeah. that California. Yeah. Before that? Uh, Hurricane Michael in Florida. Florida. Mm. Before that? Uh, Hurricane Florence in North Carolina. Jesus. Jesus Christ. When is the last time you just giggled? <laughs> uh, uh, all just the, now. Uh, just now, no. Tijuana, uh, every day. It's a, it's a weird place. I love TJ. They paint horses to look like zebras. <laughs> Why not? Yes. That, they, they don't have uh, any sort of regulation down there. Let's just slap some paint on a horse and call it a zebra. I love it. D- there are gringos riding those every day when you want by. Like, what's yeah. a gringo, Me, Josh? I'm um, this lady right here got on a I, fake horse. What I learned is green, green, gringo and gringa, I guess the, the feminine form, but I guess gringo was what they were used to when the army would come, when folks would be crossing the border, gringo was like the U.S. people in the green, and they would say go. You know, that was this English oh, version. Green go, get out of here. Yeah. That seems insane. That's what I was told. That, yeah, it seems like a, a child a, made a that up. A local Mexican told me that. That's where gringo that comes That guy from. was fucking with you. <laughs> he was like, yeah, it means like gringo. Yeah. Anyway, and you were like, that sounds about right. I can't fact check that because they don't have the internet in Tijuana. I get, but guess what? They have four-year-olds selling gum. Go ahead. No, what? Four-year-olds selling what? Gum is what she said. Uh, okay. Uh, are you going to go back to Tijuana? Uh, we don't know. So we were feeding these large shelters full of thousands of people, and then folks dissipated. Some self-deported back to their home countries. Some got to cross over. Others went into smaller shelters. So the smaller shelters, which we were feeding... For the last two months, we fixed their stoves, got them purified water. Well, it's happening in the next couple of days and have you know grocery delivery set up. So it depends. If there's an influx of more people, all of our kitchen is stored close to L.A. Um, and we can take it back down. But right now, the government is trying to take a, a strain off of Tijuana and send people to other cities. But um, When you say the government, do you mean the American government the, or the Mexican government? Uh, the Mexican government, okay. yeah. Uh, do you know where you're going to be waking up in a week? Hopefully, DC. Okay. Yeah. When is the long? You've been. You're still based in DC. Yeah. Are you still paying DC rent? Yeah. Well, I I am, but I my roommate. Your roommate's he, moving. Yeah, roommate's yeah, roommate's moving. I'm so. a stalker on the internet. <laughs> um, yeah, you shouldn't be paying DC rent. You yeah. should like. That's a waste of money, man. Let me tell you how to live. Um, as a successful one percenter that gets optional d- dental service <laughs> in DC, um, since you started working full time with World Central Kitchen, has your opinion of the world changed in any way? Have you just validated things you've already believed, or do you think the world is a better or worse place? Um, I think uh, you know, especially with this last trip in Tijuana, you know, instead of just taking at face value what the media says where I'm actually literally I was driving and walking along the wall every day and you know when people it has I think it's validated my feeling that people are not coming you know trying to rush America to rape and pillage because they are the people the reason they left their countries is because they were being extorted the people who are violent are stick around because they run everything yeah so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting to be on that side and to see all the, you know, the tweets. How does it dip? Tijuana is a sort of a, is a man-made problem. 
I mean, hurricanes are technically a man-made problem yeah. too, but it's a little bit different. Yeah. How is it going from a Tijuana situation to a North Carolina situation? The North Carolina <clears> situation <throat> seems to me like it's literally out of nowhere. And yeah. the Tijuana thing, you literally saw it coming. It was, it was, a, it was a caravan. It, it is still made up bullshit, but it's something that you could prepare for. What if you don't have the prep time in a North Carolina situation? How do they differ? So with hurricanes, we, we, the first time we tried it was in North Carolina, and we did. We, we kind of guessed where it would hit, and we did go two days early. Mm-hmm. We set up a kitchen in Wilmington and then a kitchen in Raleigh because in the flood basin and you know whatever the Cape Fear River and all that stuff floods, and you can't drive. So we, we covered the whole eastern part of the state. So that was the first test of that theory. So with hurricanes, you can go early. Um, but like when you say that was the first test, you hadn't done this in, in America previously or in a natural disaster? It was the like first hurricane. For you. Yeah, for, for World, World Central. Central Kitchen. Okay, yeah, thank you. That's World what C- I was at. Okay. Yeah, because World Central basically for the last decade had been... Outside you know, of the United having, States. Having, or just mostly was the Haiti program. Yeah. And then Puerto Rico is when we sort of transitioned to uh, disaster relief. And then they were like, hey, there's, there's a hurricane coming. Well, why don't we go before? And then what happens is other groups like the Red Cross and the Salvation Army have a lot of hard goods like trucks and stuff. And they can't go early because then their trucks will just be wiped off the map. So, And then what happened in, in North Carolina is they couldn't get to Wilmington for a week because the rivers rose. So we had kitchens set up on both sides. We partner with like local catering businesses. We don't, we don't take anything with us. We just partner with who's there and, and run it that way. So it allows us to, to go in earlier, and then when we see a lot of extra food on the ground and other groups a few weeks later, then we say, okay, we can go now. I apologize if this is a very boring question, <laughs> um, but has your view of money changed at all? Yeah, um, I would say, I mean, personally? Yes. I mean, personally, yeah. I mean, you know, I going from you know working it wasn't you know super lucrative job with working for big pharma but it was i would say probably more lucrative than working in a nonprofit space but but i feel better about everything what do your parents think of this um my dad i don't know if he knows even where i live but my mom cool. is super into it um she does that annoying thing where if you have like 10 instagram stories she replies to all 10 instead of waiting till the end my mom's not even on Instagram, so don't get on yeah. it. <laughs> well, Zami, you can set her up while we're up here. Yeah. Are you happier? Yeah, a lot. Are you tired? Are you more tired? Yes. Can I ask like a, a weird question? Now I know that you're in a relationship now. I don't know how old this relationship is, but how do you do something like that given your schedule? Or maybe that's like a weird personal thing that nobody cares about. No, tell us exactly how often you um, see each other. No, I just meant like well, how do you? We we met. When I went down to Guatemala to right. work with World Central Kitchen, she was already there um, working. And then she, we went around Guatemala for the basketball stuff. And then she hung out when I, she was in, I guess, I don't know. Were you still in Guatemala when I came back to yeah, do her? Yeah, and then she moved to D.C. What a cool relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I, sometimes I meet guys on Bumble, maybe. <laughs> First real question, uh, how close are you to stop being a Wizards fan? <laughs> oh my god I know that's the one th- that's the one thing Tijuana actually does have the internet and that's how I'm able to see like what's going on with the wizards mm-hmm. um, what John Wall slipped and fell or something it's only a year a whole 12 it's months 12 months yeah yeah well I have to be careful what I say in public because Jose is really good friends with the owner so 
I think they understand. I think he's also not thrilled that his biggest investment, and by the way, this does sound like slavery, is hurt for a year. <laughs> Wait, is, is, does Jose invest in the Wizards? No, they're friends. Oh. Yeah. But the, the Caps won the Stanley Cup. That subsidizes everything, probably. So. Well, <laughs> let's, let's stop clapping for Putin's personal friend, Alex Ovechkin. Maybe, maybe pump the brakes on that one, everybody. You're an inspiration because you're not shitty or preachy, and you're doing literal good work, and you make it seem... I know this sounds weird, but like you make disaster areas seem fun. Yeah, <laughs> like you guys, he has so many pictures of like paella. Like, yeah, you guys like, want paella? Where is there a like, problem? You're like, I wish my like, I wish my city would float away by a flood because I'd love to have some delicious paella, right? All you need is a giant bowl. <laughs> that's what that is. It's a giant bowl. I know how to make rice. I'm gonna give you something that's very difficult to travel with. This is a Nick Cave uh, graphic novel about Nick Cave. Uh, so that's for you. That's your gift. Thank and then you. I need, what's your favorite baseball team? Uh, Orioles. Perfect. We're out of those. You don't get any baseball cards. I need you to pick a number between 29 and 253. 39. Perfect. We're out of that. You get 57. All right. Thank you. Josh, would you be willing to never again get any gifts and surprises if instead you could just ask for anything you wanted and have your parents immediately buy it for you? Yes. <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks for doing this. Um, people could uh, check out World Central Kitchen uh, where things are bad. Is that a good plug? Wait, wait, wait. Check it out what? Where things are bad. Where there's a bad place and people need help, you'll be there serving yeah. delicious yeah. food and helping people that's not the, feel yeah. like the, the world is ending. That's the central part. Yeah. They're the central part of bad. Are you worried that in... Uh, ten years when we have a different president, that things are gonna, <laughs> that things are gonna get boring, and then your work won't be necessary. Because right now you guys are like important. This is a great time for you. This must be the best time for you. You're just happy all the time. Yeah. No. I mean, the thing is, is it's unfortunately what, when we say goodbye to people after working a fire, we're like, well, you know, see you at the next one because that's just not gonna oh, stop. Oh God, that's Jesus. depressing. Is that what you say? See you at the <laughs> next one. Do you guys have t-shirts? See you at the next one. <laughs> yeah. That's the unofficial, that's an unofficial response. See you but next oh Tuesday. God. We're like, you know, it's, while it was nice to meet you under these circumstances, it's, you know, not that nice. No, I get it. California we, is so dry. We need more people like you, uh, unfortunately. You're the only one like you on this 11-hour marathon, so thanks for lifting us all up. We really appreciate right, it, Josh. Thank you for having me. I'm Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Josh Phelps, everybody. Thank you. So glad you did this. Thank you. I asked him to do this a month ago, and he didn't know he'd be in town until I think yesterday morning. So I'm really glad that this worked out. It's so nice seeing you. I'm happy for everything that you're doing, and your work sounds very difficult. Coming to the stage is both. I'm glad he's on the show, and I want to talk to him after he performs. But he's going to do stand up on the show. He hasn't done stand up on the show in a very long time. He's a friend of mine. He's a friend of yours. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for the very funny Mr. Andrew Bucket, everybody. Andrew, the stage is yours. Andrew, I love your outfit. Hi, everyone. It's so nice of you who have stayed here for 12 hours. Amazing fandom. Uh, do any of you guys have cell phones? Oh, good. Where are my iPhones at? Oh, shit. Uh, where are my droids at? Uh, overcompensating. Yeah, back to my iPhones one time. 
Oh, better. If you got an iPhone 7 or higher, make some fucking noise in this place. I can wait all day. Well, do any of you guys have a charger that I can use? It's funny that we only have two types of cell phone. How did it... It you... I don't... Remember there was like a hundred thousand kinds? And then all of a sudden it was like, oh no man, she got green text. I'm not sending back green text. I send her a link, it just says YouTube. Humanity just decided to split. Now I have to send messages across the Berlin Wall of cell phones. My cousin Mishka just sneaks it by. Do you cuss? Tight, me too. What's your favorite cuss? Fuck! Classic. Fuck! Any other good cusses? Penis! Pen 15 Club. You guys have a road rage mantra? You know what I'm talking about? Like that weird distilled thing that you yell when you're mad in the car? And it was born a long time ago. It's like a wave that grew way out in the ocean and then it just kind of welled up inside of you the moment you got road rage. You wanna know what my dad's is? He goes, get a grip! Get a grip! And there's levels too. If there's like a minor infraction, I'll oh, get a grip. <laughs> mine is, since we're friends now, mine is figure it out, asshole. <laughs> and there's a linguistic quality to all of them. There's a reason you arrive at this one thing you say because it's fun to say. Get a grip has two hard G's. Figure it out, asshole. It's like operatic. It's like, figure it out, asshole. Anybody got a good one? Be honest. We're all good. So one girl said, uh, my mom says, Jesus Christ, Mary and Joseph. Oh, Jesus Christ, Mary and Joseph. Anyway, my dad... So I was watching Queer Eye with my dad, and he's an uh, ex-Green Beret, and he's six foot three, and very scary, which is, by the way, how you get me. You wanna have a fey comedian son who does jazz hands in a bar? Just be like really good at the military. So we're watching Queer Eye, and my dad has all these opinions on which Queer Eyes for the straight guy are tops and which are bottoms. <laughs> which is a school of opinion that he will lend to anyone who will listen. <laughs> unsolicitedly. So I'm just enjoying the hospitality of my parents, and 
he's just rifling off his opinions. And then I took umbrage with one opinion because I just, you know, I just hit a wall. And I was like, Dad, I think he's actually a top. He goes, get a grip! <laughs> I, uh, I recently went to New York. Ever heard of it? <laughs> Have, uh, but beyond, uh, it, you lose your mind, right? What is even that city? It costs $8 to stand on the street corner. And just every element of humanity is just like, what about this? You f yeah, you like that? Fucking crazy, right? Woo! Anyway, I was in New York and I wanted to have this New York experience, so I went down to Little Italy on Mulberry Street, and I got spaghetti and meatballs, okay? Right? Finished my meal, I called over to whatever the Italian word for garçon is, and they brought the bill, and I gave my credit card, and he came back, and he said, I'm so sorry, sir, but your card it hasn't been a declined. And I said, that's weird, there's tens and tens of dollars in there. And then not a moment later, I got a call on my phone, and I answered the phone, I say, hello? And on the other end, it was, Andrew, hello, this is Simon from the Citibank Fraud Department. <laughs> and I was like, that's crazy that you're calling because my car's been, I need you to listen to me right now. Some person bought a bus ticket to New York and then they tried to eat spaghetti in New York. <laughs> and I was like, Simon, yeah, I mean, I need you to listen to me. I wasn't gonna sit idly by on my hands while some fiend paraded around Manhattan in luxurious extravagance. No, no, no. Because whenever somebody leaves where they live and goes to where they don't live and tries to buy a normal thing like spaghetti, I have the ability with my one finger to ruin it all. I could just see them there, some wretched ignoble with a stolen credit card. <laughs> Slurping up his spaghetti noodles and calling over to the commedieri, which everyone knows is the Italian word for garçon. <laughs> so I had to call my dad to bail me out. <laughs> Send me, um, you know, what is it, 20, 22, 22.50 plus tax. You move the decimal. Do you guys know how to do tips? How does, they say move the decimal and I tip $2,300. <laughs> is that how it works? Is that socialism? <laughs> I follow AOC on Twitter, but I don't know what socialism is. I think it's move the decimal we have our gross domestic exports and then move the decimal. So I make 200, 230 cents a year. I think that's it. <laughs> no, so my dad bails me out and I wanted to send, say thank you. He Venmo'd me. My dad has Venmo, I made him get it. For cases just like this. So he Venmo's me and I wanted to say thank you in a cool way. I wanted to say thanks daddy-o. Like, you know, like cool, like a cool thing to say. <laughs> so I tried to text him, thanks daddy-o, and it auto-corrected to, thanks daddy. <laughs> thanks daddy. 
Just the creepiest thing. A 35-year-old man can text his father, his veteran father, you know. But five minutes later, he's like, no problem, sugarcock. So I'm... Thank you, guys. I'm Andrew. That was great. That was great. Thank you. Hi, Jen. Oh, hello, Andrew. Uh, Bucket, what's your favorite baseball team? The, uh, the, the Monarchs. What's your dad's favorite baseball team? He doesn't watch baseball. Really? No. Okay. He watches football. He likes football. You got great. Good job. I got great. Wait, Brandon, this is interesting. Do I you know. know that I do know. That's why I mentioned it. Seven years ago on yeah. this day, yeah. Brandon Weatherby took a chance on an unknown kid. <laughs> By the way, my name is Brandon Weatherby. And he booked me for my first stand-up performance ever seven years ago today. Yeah. At a bar called the Looking Glass Lounge owned by Matt and Rose, the same wonderful, beautiful hosts that have been serving me alcohol since I was at the tender age well, we won't say what age, because let's just, let's just say I had a different name when I first started coming here. It was Nathaniel Adelstone, and I was six foot two and Jewish. <laughs> so, um, that, I do remember that set, because it was a good set, and then you performed on the same show about a month later, and it was a bad set. Yeah. Very bad. Was yep. I on either of those shows? So we here's met, the thing. I don't think so. We met at your show also. I don't think so. Let's just say any of you wanted to start comedy, you would, you, your first show, you'll invite all your friends. Yeah. And you will do your best job. It'll be good. They'll yeah. all come, yeah. and you will have this bolstered, like, amazing crowd, and you just get, and you feel, like, on top of the world, and you're like, this comedy thing is fucking easy. Yeah. yeah. And then I went to a real open mic. I think it was the Quick and the Dead, which is Oh, I remember three, that. You get three, three minutes. It was my mic. I remember and that. And I... Was that at Solly's? We had two. We had one at Solly's and we had one before oh. it was Smoke and Barrel. I might as well. I might as well have been reading James Joyce with my fist in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> because... Which, which I'd like to see. It was, <laughs> that would be good. If I could. Jen's right. That'd be pretty good. So for the next five minutes, Andrew Bucket will be reading James Joyce with his fist or my fist in his mouth. Andrew. <laughs> but yeah, so seven years. That was a great set tonight. I really am glad yeah, that you're... I like that. Thank I you. loved it. I need you to pick a number between 29 and 253. Wh- uh, 138. 138. Why 138? Because the Misfits. Oh. We all want 38s. Weren't the Misfits better when they weren't friends with Fox News? Here we go. 138. <laughs> that's just... Gl- that's Glenn. It's just it's Glenn Jer- and it- the current bassist who's friends with Cat Tim. Look her up on Instagram. Oh, oh that's true. Weren't they better when they were the band against Gem and the Holograms? Thank you. Nope. Women? Reference. Nope. Just Andrew, if you could make a TV show about anything you wanted and knew that millions of people would see it, what would it be about? Once again, this is the question from the Kids Book of Questions by Gregory Stock, mm. PhD. A TV show and everyone would see it. Okay, so they, the Shroud of Turin. You familiar? Yes. The Shroud of Turin is a uh, linen or muslin shroud that Jesus pressed his face against and his blood is apparently on it and Forrest Gump t-shirt style, his face print is on it. They clone Jesus and the second coming of Christ is through cloning. 
Yes. That's a good TV show. Yeah, Andrew's, that's, that's very Jurassic Park. Andrew's gift is his book, Minding the Store, a store, a big story about small business, a graphic novel about the store Fischetti's, which is in New York City. Hello. A city I love. I think New York is my town, to be honest. No, it's not. There's one guy from the Bronx in the neck. <laughs> yeah, right. You made me laugh in a way I don't laugh. W- was that I just went, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I heard that. I seal left at you. How are you doing? So this is, are you trying to push me out? Are you giving yeah, me, you're, I gotta you're get giving to me Maddie. the hook. Okay. Yeah. Well, My friend and hopefully yours, ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for the very funny thanks, Mr. Everybody. Andrew Buckets. Coming to the stage is a wonderful woman. I, I don't know if she did the show in 17 or 18, but I know that she did the show not that... You can just go. It's fine. It's fine. Yes, please. Just don't come up for the set because it's weird if you interrupt her set. It's fine. Just please go to the restroom. Jesus. I understand how it goes. I've been doing this too. I'm a fan of hers, and she has a show here during brunch that I will never be able to pronounce... To talk about, what are you looking for? Jesus Christ. You literally opened with phone shit. All right. She's my friend and hopefully yours. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Maddie Brown, everybody, Maddie. Hey, guys. Uh, can I start off with a lady joke? Is that cool? Yes. Okay, I heard the woman's voice go, yes. Um, all right, that's cool. Women, are you ever at work? And you feel a hair on your chin. And you feel it all day. And you're like, when I go home to pluck that thing, your manager's talking to you, you're like, no, this is what I do now. I feel this hair. And then you go home and you pluck it and you put it on your hand and you look at it for a long time. It's usually it's also just like super long, uh, disturbingly long. And then you blow it and make a wish that your life was more meaningful. Interesting, interesting <laughs> response. You guys are like, please see someone <laughs> about that. Um, what else? Uh, I feel a little uncomfortable because I'm wearing my work bra right now. <laughs> so it's just gonna be, I'm telling you this is an all women show right now, just me, all woman. Um, a work bra is just like something you wear to work that you would never let the dude you're dating see because it has no underwire, it's ugly. Um, I think it's more like, you know, like equal pay, equal titties. That's where we're at, I think, in terms of everything. Okay. Uh, I'm having an awkward week. I had an ex-boyfriend contact me. You guys have (laughs) ex-boyfriends? All right. Listen, I'm going to tell you what I've told every boyfriend I've ever dated. You're going to like me by the end of this, I promise. (laughs) Uh, My ex-boyfriend, he contacted me. He's like, I'm in a band now. I was like, ooh. That's not great. Um, And he was like, oh, and I wrote this song about you, and I wanted you to check it out. Um, And I listened to it because I'm a narcissist. And in the chorus, it goes, Madison, bring me to the light. Uh, Which you guys are strangers, so you don't know this about me, but uh, my name is actually Madeline. (laughs) Not Madison. That is a very true story. You can check him out. He's in Philadelphia. His band's called Twin Symptoms. That's weird. I probably shouldn't have said that. I know. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm realizing this is going to be live somewhere, but uh, what's up, Nate? Uh, I hate you. Uh, all right. You guys should hate him, too, so this is good. It's 
ironic as twin symptoms because also I was like very sure that I had STDs after we had sex. So um, just a couple of symptoms from him. Um, I do. I currently have a boyfriend. Uh, after that chin hair thing, that might be like a little bit surprising. But I feel like there are guys that you want to marry and there's guys who make your nipples hard. Too fast. I said too fast to process. Women are looking at me like, please don't reveal our secrets. Um, yeah, I, uh, not related to the boyfriend thing, but I do, I am trying to lose weight because he like randomly called me curvy the other day and I was like, let's put a stop to this right now. <laughs> we cannot have this shit in my house. I feel like when you get in a relationship, you kind of always gain weight because it's sort of like a game of like how much weight can we collectively gain and keep this thing going. <laughs> Or like, better yet, we're monogamous, let's just cook corners and make sure nobody else wants to fuck us. Just keep it all together with us. <laughs> he doesn't like that joke, in case you're wondering. I also, he thinks it's more because of my current favorite hobby, uh, which is putting on what I like to call my eating shirt <laughs> and sitting in bed. Does that hit home to anybody? I see a guy in the back just waving his head no. <laughs> like emphatically, I'm gonna make eye contact with you when I talk about this. Uh, my eating shirt is just like an oversized t-shirt for those of you who aren't living that I wear in bed that I just kind of let like the takeout grease just kind of drip down onto. It's sort of like a bib. I don't wash it. I don't think that's 100% necessary. <laughs> All right. Usually I also am watching reality television because why not just take it up like a thousand notches with your total filthiest self. Um, what else about my boyfriend? He, me and I were like in a newer relationship and he went away and it only takes about 48 hours of not seeing the person I recently started dating for my vagina to be like, what if he doesn't come back? How are we gonna survive the winter? Uh, my vagina sounds very similar to my grandma. That's kind of weird, huh? <laughs> uh, I also spend a lot of time doing comedy, so it's just like bars, dark, with like dudes sweaty, whispering their insecurities into my ear, and I'm like, ooh, just what mommy likes. <laughs> Say it slower, I will fix you. Never really happens, so. Um, do you guys wanna hear a dirty joke? Yeah. Wow, that was a lot, okay. Uh, so I have learned from a lifetime, almost lifetime of giving blowjobs, that'd be super weird, it was a whole lifetime, right? Um, <laughs> especially to reveal that to all of you guys, but uh, that there is no place for you sirs to put your hands while I'm giving you a blowjob such that I am okay with it. So if you put your hands behind your head, I'm gonna be like, what the fuck am I doing all of the work? If you put your hands on my head or person, I'm gonna be like, I am way too empowered for this shit. And my boyfriend has heard my concerns, so he started putting his hands straight by his sides. <laughs> like he is scared, and he is hiding my dick, his dick in my mouth for safekeeping. Sorry, my dick also. Um, I think that's enough for me. You guys have been awesome. Enjoy the rest. Er, yeah, I'm staying here. Sorry. Matt and Brad, everybody. You need the mic. Maddie, how are you? I'm okay. How are you? Moderate to good. Moderate to good? Yeah. It I, is Saturday. I got you the most... I see it's pink. The Sorry. most offensive book I could find. Oh, my God. If I'm being honest, she'll say what's on her mind. But will she listen to what's in her heart? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I got you this because publishers make books for women like this. Oh, my God. 
Oh, you know, on our show, we actually have a Cosmo Corner, which is similar to going there over go. stuff like this. There we go. Mean Girls meets The Taming of the Shrew. What's up, bro? Yeah. I, like, <laughs> I, like, I like the part where she says, if she's being honest, because you always want to guess whether or not what's happening is honest. Like, I don't know. Am I being honest? Maddie, please pick a number between 29 and 253. Uh, 108. Why 108? I have no idea. Thanks for being honest. We don't have that anymore. You get 115. This is from the Kids Book of Questions by Gregory Stock, PhD. Madison, if you could pick any one food <laughs> and have as much as you wanted, but nothing else during the next week, what would you pick? Sorry, I was laughing during that. Thank you so much. If you could pick any one food and have as much of it as you wanted, oh. but nothing else during the next week, what would you pick? Somebody whispered pizza, like there's a correct answer. <laughs> I also, pizza is the correct answer because then you could just pick the toppings. But I, it's probably bread. <laughs> okay, you know. Carbo loaf for the winter. Just pizza's made of dough. <laughs> just plain bread. Pizza's no, plain bread. <laughs> no she, butter. She chose bread. No That's butter. It. No gel. You just, just want bread. You want a dry mouth for seven fucking and days. And once again, is we get any food. Not one ingredient <laughs> in a dish. You just want the holy sacrament. Just. For seven one, days. You want that okay, body I want of Jesus. bread with all of the things on it. Okay, once that's not a thing. You can't order that in a restaurant. <laughs> I would like all the things on bread. <laughs> that's not how that works. I don't works. want to prolong this, but can I ask for a clarification? So there's a like there's a meal kind of thing, like pizza, or there's like a food, which is like a part of pizza. So it, says, it says anything you okay, want. Well, for me, I'm like chocolate, but chocolate can be in so many things. Like, so what like, would you pick? Uh, me, pizza, no. chocolate pizza. Pizza's the Someone right answer. Someone is still whispering pizza. Not even whispering, confidently saying the <laughs> correct answer out loud. Pizza. See, I think it's actually nachos because you could do the exact same things and they're spicier and they're I would fun. say jalapeno poppers. You'd really go jalapeno poppers. That sounds like diarrhea. From TGI Fridays. Yeah, that, that just sounds like intestinal yeah. problems. I don't have those problems. Sounds like you guys are broken. Okay. <laughs> uh, Maddie, what's your favorite baseball team? Oh, man, I don't have one. Great. No baseball cards for you. Uh, is, was it the first Saturday of the month? It's the first Sunday. First Sunday, of, first the Sunday of the month is a show I can't pronounce, which is called? Bottomless Mimosas. Bottomless Mimosas. Yes. I always fuck that part up. It's okay. Most people do. 